There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of That's What People Do. This is the fourth episode we're recording today, which means it's the last one of the day. Yeah, boy. We've absolutely bashed through it. So, last week, you might remember, we had a Tanya Head by Ryan. Tanya Head, yeah. <laughs> the woman who lied about 9-11. Yeah, man. About being in 9-11. And confused the shit out of everyone as to why she did it. I'm still baffled. It's, I'm, I'm going to have to go away and watch that documentary and just... It's really dwell. interesting. Like It's really interesting story. It's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's bizarre. Very interesting. If you do hear heavy breathing throughout the podcast, it's because there are two dogs and a cat in here, and they're all having a good time. Lots <laughs> of panting going on. We've got a lot of food on the table as well, so I think that's why we've attracted them. No, they're stalking them like sharks swimming around in a circle. Yeah, we are being, we are being circled, to be fair. So, anyway, episode 12, one, two, the big one, two. This is the most historical one we've done so far. We've okay. done a lot of historical people, but this one is the furthest back. I think Erzibert Bowsery was 1600s. Yeah. This one is before Christ. Whoa. <laughs> We're going before Christ, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about Tutankhamun. Oh, damn. Interesting. We're, go- we're going back to ancient Egypt. Now, obviously, we have good people and bad people. It's not really a good person. It's not really a bad person. It's just Tutankhamun, isn't it? It's just an interesting point of history. But was Tutankhamun interesting? He was a god king. Yeah, but was he interesting? We'll we'll go into that. All right. So King Tut, he was born around 1334 BC. Which we'll just get your head around that number for a little bit. Interesting facts to interject here. Cleopatra, I think, was born closer to us now than she was. Great to pyramids. To the pyramids. Yeah. Great pyramids. When the Great Pyramid went up. Because the Great Pyramids are 5,000 BC. Yeah. So that makes it 7,000 years ago to us. Patra was 2,000 years from us. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely mental. Hold on, he was born 13... 1334. 1334 BC, which means even at that point, even at that point, in Tutankhamun's day, the pyramids were ancient. 
Yeah. The ancient Egypt has such a long span. Yeah. It's That's what crazy. baffles me. When when things go into like the um BC and they go backwards. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of it. It's so hard to keep track of like how old things are like that are. Yeah. I really wanted to do a before Christ person for this episode for some reason, and there's a lot of bad people. Like I've got a few ideas for next month with like ancient Romans and ancient Greeks. Mm, yeah, boy, some interesting people about there. Um, his parents, right? As with Ryan and his Polish episode, for some reason we pick languages that are fucking difficult to <laughs> explain. So, my Egyptian is not my strongest language. Oh, is it not? <laughs> it's not. I didn't study it at school. I'm I'm fluent in hieroglyphics but when it's written in english i can't get it <laughs> so his parents his father was akinaton uh, no wait it's akinaton akinaton mm. butchered it already what well me pat on the back and his mother is disputed the main one people think it is is the younger lady which is just a mummy they found okay who was akinaton's sister I think that makes more sense. That makes sense because uh, Tutankhamun is born of well, it's thought it that he's born of incest, isn't His he? Mother, that was heavy in those times because they wanted to keep it like because it was a god. Yeah, the pharaohs were revered as gods. Yeah, so they wanted to keep it incestuous. Am I right in thinking that um, Arkan Armin, his dad, that uh, Armin is a god? Yep, is a god, and he gave himself that name and became like. God, Armin is God of Gods, I think. That's right. He became. He gave himself the title of God of Gods. Yeah. And then Tutankhamun had a name that was Armin as well. It's interesting because Tutankhamun will... Where, 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 here we go. I'll get onto this now. Sorry. It's, it's, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, it's brought it across nicely. His father died in approximately uh, 332 BC. Obviously, it's difficult to keep fucking track because no one was there. That was a cat. A cat just screamed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan's just going to take I'm going to have to let the cat out. let the cat out. <laughs> Otherwise she will do this continuously. Right. The cat has gone. <laughs> just <laughs> stared into my soul and screamed at me. <laughs> I, hope, I hope everyone heard that. That is my cat who can't meow properly. <laughs> I'm scared now. Anyway. Um, two intervening pharaohs took power before... Tutankhamun became the 12th pharaoh of the 18th dynasty. He was around 10 to 12 years old when he took power. Yeah. King Tut's father appended a centuries-old religious system in order to favour worshipping a single deity, the sun sun god Aten. That's right. Which is his name. Say it again. Arkanaten? Arkanaten. Arkanaten. If you look at the end, it's Aten. It's interesting, isn't it? King Tut's original name, I'm going to call Tutankhamun Tut because, you know, I'm cool. We're, King Tut. We're basically friends. Yep. King Tut's original name was Tutankhaten. Tutankhaten. After the sun god Aten. Aten. That's However, right. Tutankhamun reversed this religious decision and changed his name to Tutankhamun. Amun being the uh, god gods. Yes. Um, yeah, because, yeah, so the dad wanted to go from what was a polytheistic uh, uh Yep. society to a monotheistic yep. and then Tutankhamun wanted to go back to a polytheistic that's the one and said you can have all the gods all of the gods I don't care I don't want to be the god Pick of god which is really weird what a weird thing being tw- even at 12 <laughs> I know interesting apparently it wasn't him that did it it was his advisors ah uh, that would make sense because I imagine that would piss off a lot of people by saying oh by the way all your gods that you like yeah there's no new one yeah. and I'm the king of him yeah uh, Tutankhamun actually stands for 
uh, living image of the god Armin. Oh, so, okay. ov- so obviously, uh, Tutankhaten would have meant living image of the god yeah. Arten. So I think, imagine, we've all learned some Egyptian here today, so if you take nothing else from this, you can speak Egyptian. Yeah. Armin is the sun god. His father also moved the capital of Egypt from Thebes to Armana, where Tutankhamun was born. Arman. That's the one. Uh, now, the reverse in religious decision by King Tutankhamun was the only notable thing he did in power. He did nothing. Oh. That's probably why he did it then. Yeah. He, he was a pointless king, which is why we'll get onto it, which is why it's confusing that he's the most famous pharaoh of all time. He oh, died right. around 18 years old. But that's, again, speculation. He had... Oh, I'm sorry, there's a dog just <laughs> come and nudge my hand. He had obvious damage to his chest and legs, which suggested an accident. Others think he was murdered. There's a whole theory about how Tutankhamun died. I watched a long documentary on this theory, and the conclusion that I came to was the same... Con- well, I say I came to. Scientists led me to believe it came to this conclusion. <laughs> I made this. I made this decision. <laughs> I did the research. Um, he obviously was a product of incest and his legs were disformed right and he had to always have a cane and he couldn't walk properly mm-hmm. so he couldn't his balance was horrendous but he used to love chariot riding right and one day he was on his chariots and obviously he couldn't balance himself properly he was going at high speed fell off died oh, okay that's uh, the theory that i back what's are there other what are other ones he got murdered by like advisors because obviously everyone wants to kill the pharaoh. Yeah, but if he has, if he's done nothing of note, he's clearly like that. They might have seen him as a weak king. But, but that a weak king is one who can be told to do things. Which he was. His advisors were telling him to do all this stuff. So surely that's fine. Why? What? I don't like that theory. I don't think he was killed because why? Why not do it when he's twelve? Yeah. Why not do it when he's five? When yeah. his dad died, like what? Why, why not let just, him have like eight years in power? Why let him have so many years in power? To just go, oh, he's just a weak king. Blah, blah. No, use that as an advantage. Tell your weak king what to do. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think it was an accident. The scientists that I listened to on a documentary also came to that conclusion just because of the disfiguration because he was horribly deformed because of incest. Yeah. Don't have incest kids. <laughs> I don't think we need to tell <laughs> not to have incest kids. Uh, but, you know, just for those, if you weren't paying attention, don't have incest we are kids. We anti-incest on this podcast. I'm glad we've taken that standpoint. <laughs> That's what people do. It's anti-incest. <laughs> he had the smallest tomb in the Valley of Kings. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. Um, is there a thing about his tomb being not his? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, for, the, for, the, for now, he had the smallest tomb in the Valley of Kings. Yeah. Which is interesting, because obviously back in those, back in those days, back in the day... The ancient Egyptians believed that you had to be buried with like with all your riches and all your organs in like lavish tombs in order to live like that in the afterlife. So why was King Tut's burial so rushed? Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Where where have I got to wondered? Um, due to him, there's a lot of speculation, but due to him dying so young and so sudden, people think that he didn't have time to fulfil like the big plans to have a massive tomb. So obviously he just had to have a small burial. However, it seems more likely that King Tutankhamun's successor swapped burial places. I, who was an elderly man when he inherited the throne, was also one of his advisors, Mm -hmm. 
was buried in an amazing tomb in the Western Valley just four years later when he died, close to the tomb of King Tut's grandfather, Amenhotep III. Okay. Amenhotep III. Amenhotep. So it seems like I, who came in, was like, I'm an old man. I'm going to die soon. I want that big tomb. Stick Tut in the little one under the floor. So we think that the big one was already built? Yeah, or in process of being. Because apparently in those days, they're, if you look at the ancient Egyptian architecture and stuff, they were fucking good at building things. Oh, God, yeah. So they could knock up a massive tomb in two, three years. <laughs> okay. All right. It's amazing. Some of their architecture surpasses what we do now. Yeah. It's I, crazy. This is the thing, right? I, I don't know how I feel about this, right? I see, you know, like ancient aliens or something. Yeah, there's a whole theory in there. Ancient aliens, and they're like, ah, oh, humans couldn't have done this back then. You're like, no, but they did, right? They did do it. And people go, we can't even do that now. And you're like, we can. <laughs> we definitely can. Just pyramids aren't the greatest form of yeah, building. Yeah, pyramids are not that fucking interesting to build. No. Like, not to that scale anyway. Realistically, look at the pyramids. All right. A marvel of engineering yeah. for its time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we could make one nowadays, yeah. and it would even have Wi-Fi, which would make it <laughs> immediately better. But would it have a river of mercury? Yeah. <laughs> and that, at least it would tell the temperature of the room then. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're like, oh, the pyramids, uh, they're uh, like, what's it, a, a map to the stars and all this shit. You <laughs> because like, is that there? Because the Mayans uh, had pyramids, the Aztecs had, I think, had pyramids. Yeah, and and the reason being, they were like they, they were service stations around they, the world. And then all the conspiracy theories are, are all like, but why is everyone building pyramids? It must be the same like design. Like, but no, because no, they're relatively easy even, to build. Even as children, you understand that to build a building up, it needs to have a strong structure. Yeah. And a pyramid is a strong structure at the bottom, and you get smaller as you go up. Yeah, exactly. A, you, a, if a you big go, wide if you base. Out. If you start off small and go out, if you flip a pyramid upside down it wouldn't stand it'll fall over yeah exactly and everyone fucking understands that even as a child you understand that the egyptians were relatively smart yeah like it's just basic engineering stonehenge humans could not have made stonehenge give me a fucking crane i'll build your stonehenge tomorrow (laughs) yeah well they did build stonehenge and actually i want to point out there is a man who has built a mini stonehenge and he's used only tools that would have been available back in that time and he was able to figure out how you might do it yeah and it meant uh, digging ditches and then sliding the stones into those ditches. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, anyway that's a different <laughs> thing. It's all history. were not made by aliens. They weren't. The Sphinx was, though. The Sphinx was. The Sphinx is amazing, to be fair. Obviously, the nose is missing off it because they found it buried under the sand, didn't they? The nose is missing. And wasn't it Napoleon knocked it off or something? Probably. Um, and the Sphinx has a secret passage in the back of it. Yeah. Or is that Assassin's Creed? No, I think I think it has secret passages. It's, it it, that's very them. ancient Egypt, isn't it? To have passages. Mm. But the thing is, they don't. I don't think they touch it much anymore because they're so like worried about it. I mean, it stood around for this long. It was buried along for a large period yeah, of time. It was buried in the sand, sand. right? And yeah. it was Napoleon who rediscovered it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the nose got knocked off. <laughs> yeah, it has no nose. You can go see it now. No nose. The Sphinx is awesome, man. Like, yeah, it's Egyptian, fucking awesome. Egyptian stuff is really cool. It's really, it's, it's such an interesting point. In if history. you ever go to the British Museum, if you're ever in the UK and you go to London, go to the British Museum and have a look at their Egyptian section. I went uh, I was section. very disappointed. Really? Yeah, massively disappointed. I, I agree with you that there's not dirt much, but there are mummies there and they are yeah. cool. But then you've got mummies in like the Birmingham Museum. Mm, and I if suppose. the Birmingham Museum's got a mummy, fucking everywhere's got a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the Rosetta Stone though. 
Yeah, fair. I did go to the, um, years and years ago, the Tutankhamun exhibition, you know, the one that was travelling the world, came right. to the O2. Right. And oh, and they actually had Khamun's body, yeah, right? Yeah, I went and saw it. That was fucking awesome. Did you see his body or did you see his sarcophagus? His sarcophagus. His, mu- his body didn't go out of Egypt, so I don't think it was too fragile. Right, right, but you enough. can go and see that at the Great Museum of Cairo. Oh, that's cool. You know you were allowed to just like, at one point you were just allowed to just climb up the the pyramids. You could yeah. just get on them and just climb them. Yeah. And now, now like it's like a restricted area. Yeah. You can't go there. You can only <laughs> go on tours and stuff around the area. Yeah. That's cool. I'd like to go in there. I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Egypt and just go to the tombs and the Valley of the Kings. Valley of the and Kings. Yeah. It That's just looks cool. awesome. And obviously Jordan, you've got the uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, I, I know the one you mean. It's in With the massive Jones. building. Yeah, it's, it, it's it not appears, a building. Like in, it appears in, the... in Indiana Jones, and it also appears in Transformers. It does appear in Transformers. <laughs> they make a mess of it. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know what I mean. The building, there's not a building. It's in the in the it's in the rock rocks, face. in the mountains. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean. I can't remember. And it looks it fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, King Tut. He was also buried without his heart, which is unusual due to um, ancient Egyptian beliefs because um, obviously you need your organs in the afterlife which they had um, canopy jars to put the organs in so you could have them in the afterlife because so obviously you could have them in the life. Have, he did uh, Petra by the way I just looked it up it's Petra, Petra yes, in Jordan Petra, Petra Jordan. anyway um, so yeah Egyptians had all their organs the important organs taken out put in jars and they were buried with them yeah. his heart wasn't amongst his heart wasn't those put in there no oh which there's, it's interesting because it could be a sign that he died far from home and his heart had decayed and couldn't be preserved. But I thought they mummified you like relatively soon after you exactly. died. Exactly, so he might have been really far away. They had to transport him back in his heart. Well, his heart was the only thing in his body that didn't I make it. Or uh, it could have been a really shit undertaking job as well. They could have absolutely fucked it. He did have like a, he had something put in his chest instead that had like an inscription on it. Ah, fair enough. So they knew his heart was fucked. The heart of stone. Yeah, his heart wasn't with him, which is interesting. Another ah. fun fact about Tutankhamun, the king that did absolutely nothing, but is really famous. His coffin is the most expensive coffin in the world. Is it really? It is. He was buried in three coffins in like a Russian doll sort of yeah. situation. Two were made of wood covered in a gold sheet, but the innermost coffin, the most like I think it's the most famous one, uh, it was made of thick sheets of gold. And if it would be, if it were to be scrapped today, it would be worth over a million. Interesting, a million which, pounds. Is, which, relatively speaking, is still not that much. Not now. that much, but obviously, due to whose tomb it is, it's priceless. Mm, yeah, yeah. So if you can get your hand on King Tut's coffin, like you're gonna be loaded. Funny you mentioned like Tut, famous for doing fuck all. Yeah. Tut isn't he fa- like he was made famous by the bloke, bloke who found him. Al Carter. Carter, that's it, isn't yeah. it? Carter, who like that—that he was—he was a nobody, and they just found this. It was very elaborate. No, there was a there's a curse on his area, and they went, "Nah, fuck that." But we'll get onto the curse. All that's right, the most all interesting right, bit. Because cool. that's what kind of I think made him famous is that they discovered it's, his it was amazing fam- sarcophagus. Because they had uncovered everything in the Valley of Kings, and they thought that there was nothing else to find. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they find this tomb. And in it is the most expensive coffin and there's such a rush job and everything's crammed in, mm. which made it really interesting. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. And I think we still don't have a lot of the answers today. Why was he rushed? Like, I like that first one you said, the first theory about him having died too early. To plan anything. Like, he died too young before they could fully plan. Because the, the, the thing I heard was that apparently his, the, the tomb in which he was found 
is actually supposed to be for a woman. Is it? I believe so. It was, it was inscribed and done as it would be a woman's oh. uh, tomb. Mm. And that he died... There were plans for his um, uh, tomb, which yeah. I'm assuming is the old man end up getting in eventually. Because like, well, we're building it now. Yeah. Might as well stick you in it. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, he died too young before they could have it finished. And so they needed to put him somewhere. Yeah. So they put him in this lady's one. Yeah. As like a for now, and That's just left it there because it was found like underground. Yeah, it's really curious as to the reasoning. If only they had pictures back then. Yeah, or even like you know, fucking documented it properly. Yeah, instead of just drawing owls on the wall. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the uh, the curse of King Tut, shall we? Yeah, because obviously in twenty two nineteen twenty two he was found um, by Howard Carter. Mm-hmm. who was a Egyptologist, archaeologist, that kind of thing. And to all the people that... To, say to, all, to some of the people that found the tomb and were involved in the excavation of King Tutankhamun, bad things happened. So what bad things happened to certain people? George Herbert, 5th Earl of Carnarvon, known as Lord Carnarvon, was the financial backer of the search and the excavation of Tutankhamun's tomb. Mm-hmm. He was bitten by a mosquito and later cut that bite while shaving. And he later died of this infection in Cairo on April 5th, 1923. The curse strikes again. That was where the newspaper article came from, from this incident. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he died and the curse of King Tut was born. This is what birthed that, the, all the media frenzy. And it said that the cheek in which he received the mosquito bite by uh, Tutankhamun had like a legion kind of thing right. on the same cheek. So okay. everyone, everyone kind of put the two and two together. I mean, that... That that's that's funny because everyone's put two and two together, but that is literally just fifty fifty. You only have two cheeks. Yeah, literally. Like it could have been the other one. And it, the man just got a blood infection while shaving. Yeah. Makes me worried about shaving, doesn't it? That's a man named go. James Henry Breasted, who worked with Carter. Breasted. Breasted. This is spelled breasted. Hmm. So I'm going to say breasted. It's funny for me. He worked with Carter when the tomb was opened. He later returned home to England. Now, whether you want to believe this one is up to you. He returned home to England and found his canary in the mouth of a cobra. Uh, okay. We don't have cobras in England. Yeah, is that supposed to be some sort of... Because cobras symbolic? were often found in Egypt. And if you look at Tutankhamun's sarcophagus, yeah. they've got the cobra on the right. on the forehead. Yeah. So obviously he thought, this is King Tutankhamun's way of saying you shouldn't have disturbed he found, me. He found his canary, his pet canary, in the mouth of a cobra. In the mouth of a cobra. Was the cobra alive? Yeah. Where did the cobra come from? No one knows. It was just there. It isn't. The cobra was just there. I'm telling you now, not that many people would have had a fucking cobra. No. Someone owned that cobra and it got out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it got in his it. house <laughs> and he's eating the fucking canary. So naturally, the media went into an absolute mad one and started like publishing quotes and stuff about how the tomb was cursed and how you shouldn't like unveil dead pharaohs, etc., etc. Definitely. Um, Carter, at this point, because obviously the media had put so much coverage on it, became really concerned that people were going to steal things from the tomb because it took them over a decade to get everything out because obviously they had to be really careful with it yeah. and stuff like that. So he concreted up the entrance a few times and then knocked it back down to go back in. Then as he came out, he concreted it back up because he was that worried. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Interesting. Bruce Ingham um, was a friend of Carter's and Carter gave him a paperweight, which I think is really poor taste. It was a mummified hand. Not a real mummified hand. Like the paperweight of a mummified hand wearing a bracelet which had the phrase inscribed, Cursed be he who moves my body. <laughs> Soon after this, Ingham's house burnt down. When he was trying to rebuild it, it was hit with a flood. Brilliant. <laughs> which again, coinky dink. Yeah, it's just coinky dink, so it's just funny coincidences. But maybe it is the great power of Tutankhamun. Nah, nah. No. But, uh, a theory I've heard is. But Egyptian people were very, um, what's the word, uh, superstitious people. Yep. And that the curses that were written on tombs and uh, sarcophaguses and all that sort of stuff were there to just scare, just scare people away yeah. from, uh, scare grave diggers, yeah, grave exactly. robbers away from doing those things by saying, yeah. "Oh, you'll you'll be cursed if you if you touch my hands." Yeah, da, 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 da. Sure. And they're like, "Oh God, don't touch that." Then that's, "Oh, don't do that." Because obviously they had all the, different, they all the different gods and the statues which would guard the. Yeah. Because what is it? The guardian of the underworld. What's that god's oh, name? Oh. Um... Oh no, I don't know. I'm gonna quickly have to, have to look it up. Quick little Google. Quick little um, le Google. Guardian. Guardian of the Underworld. Of Egyptian Underworld. Because Anubis. Of course it's Anubis. That's right. Because you'd have statues of Anubis facing out and like around the tomb mm-hmm. to like guard it essentially. Yeah. Which why have you seen the Bollocks fucking mummy remake? Well, not even a remake with Tom Cruise. I haven't yet, no. It's awful because like they get the, the when they find the tomb of the mummy. Anubis is facing inwards to stop the body coming out. Which oh. is why they're like, oh, Anubis is facing the wrong way. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. It's it's all... I, I don't want to shit on people's religion. I find ancient Egyptian religion well interesting. I find all religions with multiple gods very interesting. I think it's. A, I think you're allowed to shit on the, uh, the Egyptian um, polytheistic religion because no one practices it now. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Probably allowed to shit on that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get offended, I dare you. Uh, Hugh Evelyn White was a British archaeologist who visited Tut's tomb. Mm-hmm. After seeing death occur to some of those who had also visited, he took his own life. Before this, he left his a note, allegedly in his own blood, saying, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. I see a man who had a mental illness yeah. and got very paranoid yeah, and bought into the curse <laughs> and took his own life because he didn't want to die in a horrific way. Yeah. But mental health is a very serious problem. Clearly. And it's put down as... It was a curse. Yeah, literally. Back in those days, no one knew what mental health was, though, was it? 
Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, which is the most English name Archibald. of all time. Sir Archibald Douglas Reed. Reed. He was a radiologist, and he x-rayed King Tutankhamun's body before it was given to a museum. Mm-hmm. He got sick the next day and died three days later. That That is just x-rays. Yeah. I'm telling you now. But he must. Have, but if he's if he is a radiologist and he's done this over and over again, it's like a bit interesting. It's the next day after doing two incomings. I just think it's coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is a massive. It's got to be coincidence. What I think happened here is there's more examples in this. I didn't even write all them down. There's a lot more examples. I think a lot of um, coincidences just happened at like different times. Definitely. I, I, I I'm I'm putting that down to coincidence. It's like it's like Marie Curie. Like, yeah, she died of the curse. Mary Curie died of cancer, and it's like, no, she dealt with radiation <laughs> and got cancer. She exposed herself to a lot of radiation. Yeah, it's like, it's... and in those days, there wouldn't have been like the glass to protect you. Exactly, they've not. I doubt, I doubt he has a lead-lined fucking safety net yeah. between him and Tutankhamun when he was X-raying him. Yeah, I bet he was just stood in the room with the X-ray machines, going, "Well, I will find out what he looks <laughs> like," and then the next day, just fucking coughed up some blood, X-ray radiation, bosh, dead. Dead. Carter yeah, curse of the s- s- curse strikes again. Carter got away with it. Yeah, why did he get away with it? Uh, people say because he was like the main one, so Tut spared him. What do you mean main one? He was like the main because he was the guy who found it. How Carter's always the one that's credited as finding tomb communes. So who was the one who found? Oh, so people found the tomb. Yeah. And then Carter was the one that opened it and excavated it. Right. Okay. I will kill all of your minions. Except you. Except you. You're alright. <laughs> I'm just bored. Which is interesting, isn't it, that this tale of probably one of the most boring kings, pharaohs of all time, mm. he is the most famous pharaoh. Yeah, and I think that is that is purely because of the news. It's because... That spouted that curse. Yeah, for sure. The way, People died. Exca- the way it was excavated as well, and how it was like a find they didn't expect to find... Absolutely, yeah. It's just, it. I think. I think what's happened there is, the media have got caught of it, caught yeah. of caught wind of it, and that's the only reason why it's famous because the media at that time, have made it a big thing. People, that's the only one they've heard of. It's yeah. the first thing they know. That's the one that sticks in your mind. Yeah, but if you do want to see Tutankhamun's, like mummy and stuff, uh, most of it is settled in Egypt now. A lot of it did do a tour of the world. But I think most of it is settled in Egypt in Cairo. So the mummy is there in like a climate controlled yeah. box that you can go and actually see his mummy. Like the body of Tutankhamun. Wow. His sarcophagus, I believe, might be still on tour, but that is eventually going to settle back in Cairo. Back in Cairo. All the ones that are too fragile to transport are all in Egypt. I think it's very fair to leave them in Egypt. Absolutely. Because it would be a very Western thing to do, wouldn't it? To be like, oh, we'll have that. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you about. Um... About about particularly British museums and having items from around the world. Mm. I mean, um, most of it's stolen. Exactly. And this is what I want to talk about. Um, what do you think about, you know, museums, particularly the British Museum, having things like, I don't know, what's called the Elgin Marbles or the Marbles from the Parthenon yeah. uh, being displayed in the British Museum? Because it's said that those... The marble pieces from the Parthenon were taken away and were kept there because the Ottoman Empire was currently in charge of Greece, didn't really give a shit about like their culture, their heritage, that kind of gods, all that sort of Parthenon shit. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, 
things like no, we, like with ISIS now blowing shit up don't care about the history da, da, da. Yeah. and what the British Museum have always been said is that while we're protecting history yeah. we're protecting the legacy and all this sort of shit and then like now the Greek sort of government have, have been a bit more like you know can we have them back now mm. kind of like them yeah. we want them and you know British Museum is saying no because they're like well we've looked after them for so long I think it's difficult to stake a claim on something that's so old yeah yeah but <laughs> does it come back to the role of finders keepers yeah because I mean the Greece the, the Greece that we have now that wants the marbles back is not the Greece that was around when it was built Christ is far from it exactly now it's far Greece from was, it Greece used to be the superpower and now it's an economic nightmare exactly you know it's not the same country so can you claim ownership over uh, pieces that were made in the region that you now call Greece yeah but it wasn't Greece at the time can you claim ownership over that I'm not sure the one thing I do find interesting is the whole um, digging up of mummies yeah because that is glorified grave robbing. glorified grave, rob- grave robbing yeah glorified grave robbing it's like That's us going into a palace of like Westminster or something or Westminster Abbey yeah, and go, go in, or go one of the kings that's buried there yeah. cracking open the sarcophagus and, yeah, being, uh, museum. and being like hello hello kingy this I don't get that's what I don't get obviously grave robbers uh, it's an illegal thing they're bad people they probably shouldn't grave rob they're nicking this shit and whatever that's cool whatever but why are we putting dead people who have been laid to rest in a particular area why are they been dug up from their grave and then put in a fucking museum where people are going to gawk them all day I think it's because it's so long ago and that's what I'm saying at what point is it acceptable to then be dug up again like how <laughs> long do you have to be laying in your grave for some fucking 23 year old archaeologist student to dig you up again and I think, the, I think the difference being is if me and you were buried and anyone else that wasn't Egyptian or mummified buried they're decomposed there'd be nothing Mm. Whereas mummies are there, like they were buried in such a way that their bodies have survived thousands yeah. of years. But I mean, I don't think at the time they were preserving them because they hoped that some twat called Carter would <laughs> dig him up. <laughs> not at all. And then put him in a museum. No, not at all. You know what I mean, I don't think they thought about that. They wanted him to be preserved because they wanted to honour the body, you know, yeah. honour the body that carried this person who's now gone off into an afterlife and we want to look after his body that carried this man you know mm. regardless of whether it didn't do you very well or not it, it carried this person this spirit this being uh, and now we're going to honour that body you know I, I find that really bizarre because like when I die god forbid I'm I don't know I die and I fall in one of those marsh bogs in Ireland that somehow miraculously preserves <laughs> your body right because yeah. there's quite a lot of bog bodies yeah. that are well very well preserved how long do I have to be in there before it's legally allowed for me to be just buried, dug up again and stuck in a museum? I think it depends who you are, 5, doesn't it? 5,000 years, 2,000 years, like 50 years? I don't know. How long do I have to be laid to rest before I'm no longer resting? Because most of the mummies that are in museums are quite famous people. Apart yeah. from the one in the Birmingham Museum, it's really interesting. It's just a nobody. I guarantee it's not real. Yeah, it probably isn't. But they, have a sign, they haven't been in there for years. But there was like a plaque and like it says who it was, but it's just... Nobody. The Tutankhamun exhibition. I didn't get to see his actual mummy, but that was well interesting. Yeah. Because his um, like sarcophagus is something to behold. Yeah, I bet. It I, is I've amazing. seen many, many pictures and documentaries on it, and it does look fantastic. I think we lose. <laughs> I sound like an old man shouts at cloud now. I feel like we lose. <laughs> 
we lose like the awe of things. Like I've watched documentaries on Egyptians mm. so much, I know what Tutankhamun's sarcophagus yeah. looks like. If I saw it in person, I probably wouldn't be as amazed as I would be if I'd never seen it before. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are um, very exposed to things nowadays, aren't we? Yeah. It's like Ma- Machu Picchu in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. In Peru. Uh, is it Peru? Yeah. It's the island on top. Of the, not the island. Yeah. The city on top of the mountains, Peru. isn't it? Yeah. Um. I've never been there before. Yeah. I know what it looks like, though. Yeah. I, still... I saw Carl Pilgerton go there, and told me it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I feel like we've lost that, wow, that awe, like that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, there was one thing that I saw that I'd seen before that I was like, oh, that's really impressive. Um, Richard II mm. had a um, sort of like a prayer book thing it was it went on top it would go on top of like a, a fireplace of sorts yeah you just sat on top of that and you could sit in front of it kneel and pray to it it was like yeah. a, a manuscript that's it it's a manuscript like a bible almost it was all got gild gilded with gold and all this yeah. sort of stuff it was amazing uh and i actually went to go see it in person and i was like wow that really struck me and i was like oh i really like that i'm really mm. impressed with that that's the only thing so far that i've seen i was just like i think it depends what you're cool. interested in as well because at the tower of london they have a suit of armor which is I want to say Charles the first. Okay. Might be Charles the second. It's a Charles. Yeah. And my brother's a historian and he loves that type of like period. And we were watching a program about it and they were showing us the armor and stuff. And he was well fascinated being like, oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I was watching it. It's like, it's like an average piece of armor. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but look at it. I was like, it's a piece of armor. Like it means nothing to me. Uh, me and my girlfriend the other day, we went to Colchester Castle, yeah. which is in Colchester, in Essex. Is it? And it's it's uh, it's a fascinating castle. If you haven't been before, do go. It's really, really good. It's an old Roman castle that was built. Oh, wow. Uh, and then later on was uh, built over by the Normans yeah. and fortified and made into a proper castle. Yeah. Uh, Colchester, funnily enough, is the first capital of the UK. It was... It was is back, it? Yeah, but Romans named it the capital of Britannia. No way. Until London became one. Yeah, Londinium. Uh, <clears throat> Londinium. Uh, and it, it became so because uh, Bodicea actually burnt it to the ground. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we went to the castle and we're having a look around it. And naturally, because it's got a lot of Roman heritage, yeah. there's a lot of pottery. Yeah, of course. Romans are quite good with their they pottery. They love their pottery. Uh, and my girlfriend said to me, she's like, I like history. I like learning all this stuff. I tell you what does bore the shit out of me. Pottery. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> and I, I, I went, I understand what you mean. I get it. It's not as interesting as swords and axes yeah. and helmets and armor and all this sort of stuff. But I tell you what, v- vases are pretty cool. I said, they're really good for historians. They give you dates. They give you ideas of how people live. Yeah. Like there might be uh, one vase that looks another way. And then you see the same vase, but something's changed. And yeah. it might indicate that they've learned something new, <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah. And then I saw one vase that had drawings on it. And I said, well, let's have a look at this vase, because that's got drawings on it. That's a story. Yeah. And we looked in. It was a man in armour. And the other, and, and there was a dog underneath. And there was a bloke opposite who was didn't have any armour. He, he was just naked. Yeah. And he had a sword as well. And I said, look, this dude looks like he's, I don't know, fighting... Like he's a soldier or something, and this is his pack dog or something, and they're attacking this man. And we read it, and it was it was a gladiator fight. Oh right, it was yeah. a gladiatorial battle, and yeah. these dogs were fighting dogs, and they'd fight the dogs, they'd fight the men, that sort of stuff. And I was like, that's really cool because well, not only does it show that you know uh, they're telling you a story about a gladiatorial fight that may have happened, it also shows that in this era at this place there was a gladiatorial pit, yeah, and there were fights happening in Colchester, and that's really cool. Yeah, so really. 
vases can be cool. <laughs> you know? Um, so I Same with like that. tapestries, I guess, as well. Tapestries as well, yeah. They they, they, they tell stories. Yeah. You know, the famous bio tapestry in bio in yeah. France um, telling the story of the 1066 Battle of Hastings, which yeah. is really cool. Um, did Harold get poisoned? Did he get stuck, shot in the eye? Oh, we don't know why yeah. he died. We just don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Is it, yeah, history, history, history is well interesting. It is. Oh, I love history. I'm it, a big fan of it. <laughs> it has to be like certain points in history for me. There are some points that I don't care for. There well, are the points that I really care for. You don't care for. I'll try and see if I can get you to care about it a little bit more. What don't I care for? I don't care for Richard III. I don't care. Even though he kind of killed his, his nephews. nephews. But did he? It's just bollocks. Like, That's why it's interesting, because it's conspiracy theory almost, isn't it? Yeah, but it? if I want a conspiracy theory, I'll go and look at, like, fucking, I don't know, NASA, not NASA, like, the American government know how to travel in time. Yeah, but realistically, that's just not... For me, that's something that's just unattainable. That cannot be figured out. That links in with Tesla, actually. Apparently, Tesla learned the technology for that. Apparently. The Pegasus theory. Apparently. Anyway, there were were sightings of two young boys running around the Tower of London grounds, and then they just disappeared. So they were definitely at the Tower of London, and then there was two young, two skeletons of boys found in the Tower of London. It's just they died there, and they mm. were hidden under staircases. Interesting. But means they were hidden. Interesting. Yeah. But he was just a cripple, wasn't he? he uh, well, I don't think he was. I think he had a bit of it. I think he had, he had like um, he had scoliosis. Yeah, it would be. It wouldn't be like what the Shakespeare play depicts him as. Shakespeare play like makes him a proper like. But the thing is, Shakespeare. Over. But people base history off Shakespeare now. Shakespeare had such an influence. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I found that funny how like you know we how we we taking our history through media now. Yeah. Even with um, I think we discussed this before. Um, Braveheart. Um, William Wallace. Yeah. In the film, William Wallace has a bit of jiggy jiggy with the uh, the princess from France who mm. was due to marry the son of Edward the First, the Longshanks or whatever. In reality, she was like a kid. She was like twelve. Yeah. And they never met. So, <laughs> you know, people are watching it, they go, oh, there's a lovely romantic story. Like, no. no. Even <laughs> if they had met, she's a child. Yeah, it's people. Weird. Media embellishes. One of the things I really would like to go and see is Pompeii. I think that's very interesting. Pompeii would be really cool. I think, I think that's one of those things that I would actually go and see in Blow a Whirl. Because you can see the bodies just still there. Yeah. In ta- uh, my granddad's been, I had a chat with him, I was chatting to him recently about this actually, and he was like, I think they're fake. And I was like, are they those? Like, yeah, they're fake. I'd, whether, just knows. <laughs> whether I believe him or not, I don't know. I'll have to go see it for myself. But he thinks they're fake. Mm. We spoke about it briefly on one of the uh, the World War Two episodes that we did. Uh, <laughs> Which one? All of them. Yeah. Either way, with Pelecki or um, Himmler, we've um, been to Auschwitz, which I would like to go to. Um, I would like to visit there as well. I think. It, Modern history is very, very. That one's shocking, I think, for a whole different reason. It's not shocking because you're taking in the history. It's shocking because you're like looking at human hair and yeah. people's shoes and. Yeah. That one, I think, if you, if you don't get shot by that one, you're. A bit strange. Oh god, yeah. It was the shoes that's the horrible. Like the hair's fucking horrible, but the shoes. Like when I say a fucking room full, you walk in and it's like you know, like traverse theatre where it's like a rectangle kind of. Yeah. There's like there, 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 and it's just piled high behind glass. There's fucking tons of it. That's horrible, man. I can't like I can't even describe it. Like I don't get how people can't be interested in history. For me, but me personally, I adore it. I love it. I, I find it interesting. My brother's a historian, and when he gets on a roll, if I'm not in the mood, I'll tell him to shut up. If I'm like trying to watch Netflix or something, and he's like, "Oh, fucking Richard the Third, I'm like, "Please." My family are the same. I will sit there and digest a documentary after documentary on I don't give a shit what. 
I'll watch anything. Yeah. My family's sitting there, oh, for Christ's sake, just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good documentary, but have to be in the mood. Because mm. I've worked at Warwick Castle for a little bit, which is now owned by a company that... Must not be named. Must not be named. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, Tutankhamun and his curse. Yeah, half of it was Tutankhamun, the bit was just history. That was an interesting episode, to be fair. That was a chat. Tutankhamun, interesting guy, didn't do anything, but he's very famous. Yeah, he did fuck all. <laughs> he's the most famous that's what people, Because, to be fair, that's what people do. Sometimes they do fuck all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to end it. Sometimes we do nothing. Yeah. And that's what we do. And you still get famous for it. So the moral of the story is, continue doing nothing, and one day you'll make it big. Tutankhamun is our first reality star. Yeah, getting famous, famous for, for doing, doing absolutely nothing. nothing, just his looks. <laughs> yeah, literally. His and looks. who his dad was. Yeah, who his dad was. Brilliant. I probably could have picked another pharaoh, but Tutankhamun is probably the biggest one to get interest, isn't it? Like Ramses II would to have been be fair, cool. Yeah, you could have picked a pharaoh who'd done something more interesting that no one would have heard of. Yeah. You've picked someone who everyone's heard of who's done fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I, I chose one way. Maybe I'll do Ramses II or something another time. Who knows? Who, wherever we're doing. Ne- the thing is, for you, when you're listening to this, you'll be thinking, who are they talking about next week? For me and Ryan sitting here now, it's like, fuck, who am I month. talking about next month? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little while to think about it. We've got three weeks or so to think about what we're going to do next. Yeah. And next month, we're recording five because my birthday gets in the way. Yeah. Exciting. Good stuff. All right, then. Thank you very much for that. That was good. That was a whole day of recording. What time did we start? We probably started about quarter past one. Yeah, about one o'clock-ish. It's now 26. There you are, about 26. That's... We've done well, to be fair. We've absolutely smashed through. Last time we went to KFC in between. None of that this time. Now, we were being very professional today. We're like, we're going to get this done. We're worried about time, but we've managed to get it done. Because we thought I'd, we thought we had something else planned, but events have transpired that we don't. Yeah. Because so no, that's what people time. do will be expanding. That's very exciting, which I'm sure we'll announce. All right, yeah, that's something we can mention. So, um, yeah, if you are enjoying our show, which we really hope you are because we love doing it, we will be expanding. Uh, we will be having little side sections here mm-hmm. and there, which we will tell you about a bit more in depth when we eventually do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, really excited to you know, look forward to the future, try out some really cool new things as well, and hope that you enjoy them as well. Yeah. And uh, maybe check out some maybe new, new podcasts we might be making in the future as well. For sure. There'll be a lot less history-based, a lot more you based yeah alright then look forward to that guys yeah. we, uh, like I say uh, follow us on all the social media platforms follow us on Instagram at that's what people do podcast follow us on Facebook at that's what people do uh, Twitter we are at that's WPD and you can also email us at that's what people do podcast at gmail.com uh, and we shall if we have any updates or anything new we're looking to do, we will, of course, let you know on there probably first, as we only meet once a month. So we that's do. the place to find out all the information. Okay? All right, then. So thanks uh, for today, mate. Yeah. It's been a pleasure as always. been a good one. We've done two Holocaust ones. Yeah. A 9-11 one and an ancient Egypt one. All, all right, in guys. a day. Uh, we will see you next week. Next month. Where we will be talking about... <laughs> insert episode <laughs> who knows it's a surprise <laughs> alright guys see you later see you soon bye bye selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.